Hello and welcome to the weekly Bible wrap up. We're going to just jump into 2 Kings 16. Ahaz rules Judah, 16 years old. This is the first bad king in Judah in 16, in 100 years. Does not do what is right in the sight of the Lord. Ahaz makes a pact with Assyria. Meanwhile, Hoshea becomes king of Israel and reigns nine years. Hoshea does he also does evil in the sight of the Lord. Assyria conquers Israel and deports the Israelis. This is the beginning of the diaspora, the scattering of Jews across the world. This is in 722 BC. This is God's commendation of Israel for Israel's faithlessness. Everything in 1 Kings and 2 Kings is built to this. Meanwhile, Hezekiah reigns in Judah 29 years in Jerusalem. He did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. The Lord was with him as he prospered, and he prospered with ever so ever he went forth, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. But still Assyria besieged Samaria. Hezekiah holds off Assyria, but Assyria invades Judah and takes cities. One record says 46 walled cities were taken. Jerusalem was all that was left. Hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors of the temple and the pillars and gave it to the king of Assyria. Apparently this is to as tribute to spare Jerusalem. My thoughts. Assyria tries to get Hezekiah to surrender. Hezekiah doesn't respond. Then going to 2 Kings 19, Hezekiah seeks counsel. The Assyrians are closing in. Hezekiah prays for protection and deliverance to the Lord. Isaiah, the son of Amoz, proclaims that the Assyrians' strength was real, but God would lead the Assyrians back to their land. But it also sounds like Isaiah is saying that Israel will be scattered, that the remains of the people would take in the promised land. Hezekiah is sick. Isaiah says Hezekiah should should in his house or he will not live. Hezekiah prays his health is restored. God adds 15 years to Hezekiah's life for his faithfulness and says he will deliver them at the city from Assyria. Hezekiah asks for a sign of healing. And at that point in time, the sun goes backwards 10 degrees. Just think about that for a minute, that, that the sun travels in reverse for a bit of the day. Isaiah says that all the treasures of Jerusalem will be carried off to Babylon. Hezekiah dies, and Manasseh, Maness, M-A-N-A-S-S-E-H, Manasseh. We'll just go with Manasseh. Um, and as a side note, I imagine that you struggle with the names as well, too. I could probably do a better job of researching before doing the podcast on how to pronounce the names, but... Sometimes I think by, by looking at it and trying to sound it out that it helps me remember. Maybe it helps you that way too. So Manasseh and his sons reigned 55 years. His son, rather. Manasseh, his son, not in his sons. Reigns 55 years, which is long in average for reigns of the kings here, it seems. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He, he, he reared up altars for Baal. The Lord says that the prophets, that Judah will fall for its sins. God no longer will protect Judah, in other words. Manasseh and his son Amon 
uh, well, Manasseh dies and his son Ammon reigns two years in Jerusalem and did evil in the sights of the Lord. Then he dies and his son Jos Josiah replaces him. J-O-S-I-A-H. He was eight years old when his reign started. He reigned 31 years. He did right in the eyes of the Lord. Josiah begins work rebuilding the temple. They find the book of the law in the temple. You might remember this story. It is read before the king, and he realizes with grief that the nation has not been following the laws of God. A prophetess states that because of their sins, forsaking God, God's wrath, wrath will be kindled against the place. But since Josiah reached out with a tender heart, he will be spared. Seeing the evil, well, he'll be spared seeing the evil which will be brought upon the place. In other words, there's still going to be the pronouncement from God, but it'll be after Josiah dies. Josiah reads the book of the law to the people, all vow to follow it. He orders the desecration of all illegal altars. Now, as a side note in the notes in the study Bible, this isn't necessarily altars to Baal. It could be the illegal altars to the Lord. And following along that line of thought, it might be that it wasn't as if that all copies of the book of the law were lost, but it was there were some that were perhaps practicing it, I don't know, in secret, the high areas. But for the most part, the people had lost the law. Josiah dies in battle against the Egyptians. So apparently by this point in time, the um, pact that they had with the Egyptians, well, it's been, it's been kind of dissolving. I think I mentioned that last time. And his son, and his son Jehoiah, Jehoahaz, Jehoahaz, J-E-H-O-A-H-A-Z, becomes king. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Jehoahaz is captured and imprisoned in Egypt. Egypt makes Josiah's son Eliakim king and renamed him Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, J-E-H-O-I-A-K-I-M, who reigns 11 years in Jerusalem and also did evil in the eyes of the world, uh, Lord. And then 20, chapter 24, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon um, drives out the Egyptians and takes the land back and takes it for Babylon. Jehoiakim dies, possibly in battle, and Jehoiachin reigns for three months doing evil in the eyes of the Lord. During this time, Babylon besieges Jerusalem, takes all of the treasures that are left in the house of the Lord. Surprised that there is still some there. And all of the all of Jerusalem at this point in time, except the poorest, instead of including Jehoiachin, were carried away to Babylon. So this is it. This is now when the beginning of the fall of Jerusalem and so this is going to stretch over several years. But basically, we've built up to this point. The king of Babylon made Matanhiah king of king, that's his brother's father, and renamed him 
Zedekiah, who reigned over Jerusalem 11 years and did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In the 11th year of King Zedekiah, Jerusalem, including the temple, was destroyed. So during that whole time, it took 11 years. Everything else of value, including the bronze pillars, remember those that Solomon had made, were carried away. Um, but one little point of interest before we get to the end of 2 Kings is that Jehoiachim is released in Babylon, probably to create a better atmosphere for the exiles in Babylon. That's the end of 2 Kings. And now we get into Chronicles, 1 Chronicles and 2 Chronicles, of course. First uh, uh, Chronicles is the history of the Jewish people from Adam until the return from the Babylon ex exile. And, and so if you're first reading the Bible, it sometimes seems that there's some repetition going on, and that's because there is. And so we're going to go through again some of the things that we've already gone through with regards to the history with First and Second Kings. So the first chapter in Chronicles, First Chronicles, is the generations from Adam. The second chapter is the genealogy of the 12 tribes. In the third chapter, it talks about David's descendants. Chapter 4 is Judah's descendants, including Jabez, Caleb, and Simeon. The Simeons wipe out the Amalekites. Reuben's descendants, Gad's descendants, are then talked about. The eastern tribes, including half the tribe of Manesh, defeat the Hagarites because they cried out to God. Descendants of the half-tribe of Manesh are then talked about. They were idolaters. So I think one of the things to try to pay attention to, and, and this is difficult, is what is the author of Chronicles? And my study Bible says that it's likely Ezra, because Ezra is the book after Second Chronicles. And actually, the First Chronicles is apparently the beginning of like a four-book series, including Ezra. But think about what Ezra, assuming that Ezra is the author, is focusing on. For example, what I just read about the uh, half-tribe of, of Manish, um, the eastern tribes, including the half-tribe of Manish, Manish, defeat the Hagarites because they cried out to God. So this is an emphasis that God, if you invite him into your battles, will help you. Um, the first Chronicles 6, Levi's descendants, the priestly line, then in uh, Levi, then Levi, the Levite's lineage. They are the ones that David said over the service of songs in the house of the Lord after the ark had rest. So when the ark had been brought back to the temple, then David assigned these folks the service of songs. Goes on then to talk about Aaron's lineage and duties and list of the duties given to Levites. And in chapter 7, this is the sons of Issachar. It's notable that the number of warriors are mentioned here for each branch. Branch, And then it goes on to talk more about descendants, lists them from Naphtali, Manish, and Ephraim, and Asher's descendants. First Chronicles 8, an expanded listing of the tribe of Benjamin. And First Chronicles 9, this is now 40 years after the exile. They are allowed to return to Judah, particularly the priests. So the Levites and the temple servants to rebuild the temple. And 
so the rest of nine is talking about some of the duties of the Levites, what is laid out. And then 10 begins with a quick recap of Saul's lineage and his fate at the hands of the Philistines. So we're going a lot faster now in Chronicles because a lot of it is just listing and it really is not productive to read through the entire listing of the whole genealogy. My study Bible does note that the, the genealogy sometimes is not complete. It might jump over a couple of generations when going through. But, and I suppose that there's probably reasons for that, but that's one of the mysteries that we don't know yet or I don't know yet. So anyway, as always, I hope that this helps you to try to understand a little bit more of what's going on in the Old Testament. We'll get back into more history later as we pick up in First Chronicles.